Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, SP3, it is WrestleMania season, which means it's time to hit AJ Styles in the junk. That is just what you do when it's WrestleMania season and Edge went right for the dick on Monday night. That sounds wrong. He kicked him in the dick. <laughs> Yikes. Um... Yeah, I know. I said when it's WrestleMania season, Edge turns heel. That's what he does. That's what he does. When it goes around this season, he talked about it last year. He just gets this feeling, this itch, this desire to turn heel, kick people in the balls, and deliver concertos. A concerto either has to be delivered to Edge or he delivers a concerto. That is the WrestleMania tradition ever since he's returned. As Mark Henry would say, that's just what he do. I got to talk about Randy Orton on the show today. Very scary spot on Monday Night Raw. Hopefully uh, he is okay after taking that frog splash uh, from Montez Ford. A really awkward finish in that tag team match. Clearly not the planned finish. And Randy Orton uh, was in a lot of pain. Uh, WWE deciding uh, to, to make a very interesting booking decision for WrestleMania as both women's championship matches will be wrestlemania saturday uh i believe that creates a very rare opportunity that i don't for one second believe that the company will actually cash in on but i want to talk about it anyway because it makes for a fun conversation we do have a new united states champion we do have damian priest going full heel which my man sp3 called literally yesterday well, technically, this, yeah, yesterday, I, yeah, we record different days. I can't keep them all straight. But on yesterday's show, Monday show, he called this to a T, and it happened. We got another nice little Easter egg from uh, Kevin Owens about Stone Cold Steve Austin. It looks more and more likely like that match is going to happen. And some very interesting news about Ricochet as well. We have so much to get into, but first, we got some house cleaning items here. Football season may be over, folks, but basketball. It is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. March Madness right around the corner. Fortunately, Bearcats won't be there, but still, you can have some fun. The latest odds, totals, player performance props from where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online, your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code. Believe to get started. That is B L E A V. And it's not just basketball. Bet online, your number one source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds. It's the best in the business. Sports, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online, your number one online wagering destination. The fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. We do appreciate you guys making us a part of your Tuesday, whatever. Day part, you're listening to us morning, noon, night. We thank you so much. Do us a favor while you're listening, though. Make sure to pound that like button. Hit that subscribe button. By the way, time's running out. You still got time to register. Go to my Twitter page, at Rick Uccino. Check the pinned tweet. Follow the instructions. Get registered to win $50 to shop AEW. If there's a miracle, you might win $100 between now and March 6th. All right? Just follow the instructions, but first things first, I'll, I'll give you the, the, the first one off the bat. You got to subscribe to the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel, so just do it. Got a lot of really good stuff coming up. WrestleMania uh, weekend, I'm going to be in Dallas getting all sorts of stuff for you guys there. And tomorrow, tomorrow, 3 p.m., mark it down, Eastern Standard Time, my interview with Jimmy Wang Yang will drop right here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Really, really good one as he breaks down why he was not retained uh, by WWE with his latest uh, producer uh, stint that lasted about six or seven weeks. We talked about the Seth Rollins fan incident. Jimmy was backstage uh, when all that chaos broke down. And he also, proud father, doted upon his daughter, who he says is going to be very special in the business. And I believe him when he says it. So that is coming out 3 p.m. 
tomorrow. Let's dive into this. The lead story, AJ Styles does, in fact, answer Edge's challenge on Monday Night Raw, and he gets a double concerto after a low blow for all of his troubles. I liked a lot about this. Um, Edge, like, look, he looked at AJ Styles and said, oh, yeah. Okay, but which AJ Styles am I getting? Am I getting the AJ Styles that has been second fiddle and punking out to Omos, or am I getting world champion from 2016 AJ Styles? He said he wanted the bulldog back, and then he kicked the bulldog in the testicles and hit him in the head with uh, twice with a steel chair. I don't necessarily understand the double concerto because why would you risk taking out an opponent you begged for but I get Edge goes haywire. This is just what he does. Like we said at the top of the show, this is what he does come WrestleMania season. He just goes nuts. Lot to yeah. like here. Yeah, it's kind of a reversal of what they did in the uh, buildup to Randy Orton and Edge, where Randy Orton delivered the concerto, which set in motion the road to WrestleMania and their food. Although Randy Orton did that in January before yeah. WrestleMania, Edge is doing it about five weeks before. You got to understand this is WWE. AJ Styles is going to be back at least two weeks before the pay per view. They've already made the match official. Uh, it will be Edge to kind of carry for the next couple of weeks with his promo work. So this worked. This worked in immediately putting some heat on this feud because. WWE, what they don't do well, and I've said it once, I'll say it again, they don't do babyface versus babyface very well. And the only question there was with AJ Styles accepting Edge's challenge was, this is a babyface versus babyface match. What the hell is WWE going to do? And what do they always do? They turn someone heel. And they made the right choice here. AJ Styles had just turned babyface after his partnership with Almost Dissolved. Uh, Edge plays a fantastic heel. And he can kind of go heel whenever you need him to. And then the next feud, he could be a babyface again. Like the, He's the, Big like, Show. Yeah. like Edge is no, the new Big Show, no, but he's no, a better Big Show. No. <laughs> nothing nothing like Big Show. He's, he's like Randy Orton. Randy Orton is, at the, is, is, that, is the prototype for that. Randy Orton plays whatever role they want him to play. He could play one of the most over baby faces like he is right now, or he could be the dastardly heel and the top heel of the company like he was in 2020. So this is this is Edge now. Edge is kind of playing that role, and they play similar roles back like 15 years ago, and now they're playing that similar role now in 2022. Yeah, look, this is I, I yeah I. Technically, Edge is going to play the heel here. But again, this is just what Edge does. When he decides to go to that dark place, like he can't control himself. And that's what we saw with the double concerto, right? He tried to restrain himself at the end of Raw. And then he just couldn't do it. He hit him once. He hit him twice. Be damned if AJ Styles shows up at WrestleMania. Again, the match that he, he begged for. But uh, again... This match is going down. AJ Styles will miraculously be healed uh, before WrestleMania 38. He'll come down there. These guys are going to put on a banger match. I have no doubt. I mean, you look at what Edge is still doing at his age at a high level, the way he's performing. We know AJ Styles can still perform at a high level. We just haven't seen it a whole lot in the last year because he hasn't been doing a whole lot the last year except losing to protect Omos which we'll get to. I'm excited for this. And I'm excited because it looks like, at least from this night one, that the point of this, besides giving the fans a dream match, is to reheat AJ Styles, which is what I've said would be a very easy thing to do. You need challengers, whether it's Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, who's leaving with all the gold, and apparently that's a topic of dispute now, uh, leaving with all the gold at WrestleMania. You need credible, new, fresh challengers, and AJ Styles is a prime candidate. I'm fully expecting him to win at WrestleMania, but it's going to be a great match. This is this is what we said last week after last week's Raw when it was a question of who would answer this challenge. We said AJ Styles needed this the most, and AJ Styles needed this the most because he needs this type of big victory to place himself back in the main event scene. Yeah, and he signed that big money deal. 
He's getting millions upon millions of dollars. There's no reason why you can't use him in the main event scene. And I frankly would be all for this man winning the WWE or Universal Championship or whatever the hell they're going to call it after WrestleMania uh, and, and, and have him have a decent run with it. I think he would do fantastic in that spot. And he's it's been long enough. It's been a lot. What? He hasn't had the championship since 2018, 2017. Has it been that long? 2018. 2018 he lost, he lost it to Danny O'Brien before his that's right that, that was okay so he had it the first time and that's when that they played that hopscotch stuff heading into Wrestlemania that year in 2017 and then he won it back because they didn't want to do Brock Lesnar and Jinder Mahal right at uh well at Survivor Series because Jinder Mahal was not a good WWE champion and that also <laughs> Jinder Mahal uh where are you putting this one on the excitement level as far as you look at the card, the matches are concerned? Is this one right at the top for you, Edge and AJ Styles? As far as what I think the quality of the match is going to be, yeah. Yeah, this was probably the match I think is going to be the best out of the ones that are already announced. I, I agree. Uh, I think this one has Edge, Seth Rollins potential and maybe even better than what we got out of Edge and Seth Rollins. And that's honestly, that's saying a lot. And you know Edge is going to tell a really good story in the ring. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, going to be uh, happy to get to see Edge perform again live, uh, which I've only seen once in my lifetime, which was at last year's uh, Wrestle. Oh, no, twice. I went to SummerSlam. Eh, it's old. It's old hat now. Anyway, so uh, a lot of things went down on Monday Night Raw last night, uh, including a scary spot with randy orton uh this one was just really really awkward it was kind of hard to tell exactly what happened montez ford it was a tag team match rk bro against the street profits montez ford goes up for his classic frog splash he hits it same as he always does pretty much center mass or lower legs is where he hits he hits a little high but not anything you know different randy orton puts the arms out like he's supposed to but all of a sudden, Orton looked like he was in pain. He rolls over to the side. There was this awkward exchange with his foot on the rope, foot not on the rope. Angelo Dawkins pushing it off, and Orton couldn't kick out. And it looked pretty clear that that was not supposed to be the finish. You go back and you rewind, and you could see Orton kind of like at the last second just kind of like turn his shoulder inward, his right shoulder inward as Montez Ford was coming down. Nobody's fault here, from what I can tell. Ford lands right on that shoulder. This is a, it has been a problem, a lingering injury history for Randy Orton as far as his shoulders are concerned with dislocations and things like that. You just got to hope and pray that this isn't as bad as it appears because you never want to get hurt, but especially a guy like Randy Orton and knowing that they have big plans, whatever they are for him and, and, and Matt Riddle heading into WrestleMania. This is just a crap situation all around, and you really got to hope that Randy Orton is is good for his health first and foremost. But also, this could this could be a major monkey wrench heading into WrestleMania. Yeah, because you would have to think that you know RK Bro was either going to be involved in whatever the Raw Tag Team Titles was going to be at WrestleMania, or we were going to see Randy Orton versus Riddle in the blow off of this whole story they've been building. So uh, it was definitely a scary spot because of how Orton react to it. Yeah. And it kind of seemed like he moved in at the wrong moment. And that's why uh, things went wrong. So, you know, definitely hoping he's going to be okay. We haven't heard anything. Haven't heard any reports about him, like needing an MRI or needing any type of surgery. So hoping it's not that serious, that it was something that he was a little banged up and that he is going to be okay. You got the big triple threat next week and honestly i was liking rk bros chances because of the emphasis on whoever has the raw tag team titles has their place at wrestlemania it would have been interesting if rk broken win back the tag team titles yeah. so or if they were going to be involved in some way with the tag team titles at wrestlemania so hopefully orton's going to be okay yeah and they had alpha academy lose last night to Kevin Owens and and Seth Rollins, but I don't anticipate Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins winning the tag team championships next week. They'll both find their ways onto the show in separate ways. I do believe because obviously the the reports are that Kevin Owens is is going to be fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin, and we hope it's going to be Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, but we don't know. But again, now all of a sudden things could be way up in the air. So maybe Gable and uh, and. 
Otis do retain next week? I don't know. Uh, full disclosure, we record this show pretty much right after Raw is over. So it's it's way too early. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, there's a report that has come out that Randy Orton is fine. And this entire last five minutes has been completely moot. Uh, but again, fingers crossed. Prayers up to Randy Orton. Hope that uh, he is OK. And it just looked worse uh, than what it actually was. So WWE made a very interesting booking decision. We're not going to do the main event uh, conversation. I just wanted to put that in there to poke the bear of SP3 over there. but. We talked about when they announced Charlotte and Ronda for night one, that that was probably clearly going to be the main event because there would be no way SP three, there would be no way that they would put both women's title matches on the same night. Turns out that's exactly what they are going to do. Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair has also been booked for WrestleMania Saturday. To me, this creates a hell of an opportunity. But before I get to that, I just wanted to get your your honest reaction when you saw that both women's title matches were going to be on WrestleMania night one. I wasn't stunned or surprised, honestly, because either way, I knew I just have a feeling that Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair are opening WrestleMania. So if they're opening, they're the first match on WrestleMania weekend. All eyes on them. They're going to have the crowd hotter than any matchup on the weekend, honestly, yeah. even hotter than the opener on night two. So that's the perfect way to open WrestleMania if it's the way I think it should transpire and how I think WWE is going to book it. You got a huge moment for Bianca Belair. She's fully redeemed herself, completed her redemption arc. Or if you go with what Rick wants, it's a match, and it's a great match. And, you know, they start off WrestleMania with the hot card for a great match as well. So either way, it's good. I think that this is, the, this is a good decision by WWE. I don't mind it. And I think that they could do something really, really special here. And we had a, a lengthy conversation and an argument and a debate yesterday about title unifications and, you know, you're all for the men's world championships being unified, but don't want the women's titles to be unified. I'm in the camp that it, it doesn't make sense to have two women's world titles and only one men's world title. We don't need no. to go. And let's, be, let's keep it real, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm of the camp that Rick does it has not made sense of unifying the woman's title. He just has this inkling that it doesn't make sense, but I have made sense of it already yesterday. So we're not going to cut into that conversation. No, we're but... not go back and go back and listen to yesterday's show. It was a good argument. And I made plenty of sense in, in my argument, but no, no, but you literally just said that it doesn't make sense to you, but I made sense of it and I broke it down. Why it makes sense. You just because yeah, you put your you put your Vince hat on that that that's no. your explanation for everything. No, that's not, no, that's not my explanation. This one world champion is what they want. They value the world champion more than any other title. That is the most important. You want the woman's title to be as important to that, but to WWE, it's not. That's the sense of it. That's logic. Logic and reason is what I deal with with WWE. I accept them for who they are. And I will always fight for change. And in that mindset, uh, you have WWE now putting both women's world titles on night one. They have an opportunity to do something here if they so choose. And if the men's titles are actually going to be unified, because now there's some report slash speculation from Dave Meltzer about whether or not the titles are actually going to be unified and they're still going to be two separate belts after WrestleMania. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. And clearly I don't think WWE knows what the hell they're going to do next week, let alone what they're going to do in April. So let's just say for the sake of the argument that they are unifying the men's world titles. I think they have a really cool opportunity here to unify the women's championships and create a huge match for night two. Could you imagine the winners of the SmackDown and raw women's championship matches on night one? meeting on night two to unify the women's world titles. Let's just say, I mean, think about the, think about the, the endless matchups here. Well, not endless. There's only about five or six of them, but you could do Bianca Belair versus Ronda Rousey on night two. You could do, you, you could get them both. You could strike while the iron's high. You could do Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch on night two. 
You could get what Vince wants and what the fans want in one weekend in Dallas. You could also do Charlotte and Becky again if you wanted to. There's a lot of options on the table here that you could create this really big matchup. It's bigger in Texas, right? Everything's bigger in Texas. It's big D. Let's go nuts. I think you have a tremendous opportunity here to do something special to unify the women's titles. If you're going to do it with the men, I believe you should do it with the women as well. And it creates another big matchup on Sunday. I love this idea. You don't seem sold on it. I think it's an awful idea because <laughs> you're robbing beyond, you're robbing someone of their moment from Saturday that literally the next night it gets wiped away from them. That that I don't I don't like that at all. And in your if you're giving us Ronda and Becky Lynch, that means you're blowing your load for two years worth of WrestleMania's in two nights. That's ridiculous. Like you, I, I, I get that you like to look at things as a fan perspective, but I, my Vince hat, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, it's not even a Vince hat anymore. I just try to think what makes sense business wise for what this company wants to do. And that just doesn't make sense to me. Oh, but I have it, sir. I have it. I'm not robbing anybody of any moment. Now, we, yes, we'll you get, are. Yes, no, you are. Not. If, Ronda, no, if, Ronda, not. if Ronda Rousey wins the SmackDown Women's Championship on Saturday, yes. and Bianca Belair wins the Raw Women's Championship on Saturday, the two results that should happen on WrestleMania Saturday, one of those people is going to have their moment wiped away the following night. That's just how it works. People are not going to remember what happened on WrestleMania Saturday. They're going to remember the bigger match that you're trying to promote here. And you literally set this whole idea up by letting us know that the title unification match we do have at WrestleMania already. They don't know what they're <laughs> going to do with those two titles they're unifying. It's crazy. And you're, I love like, it. you're like, you're like, you know what? Let's unify two more. So we don't know what to do with those ones. That's just like. You're like double downing on the stupidity here. No, don't, I'm not. Don't, no, don't I'm, follow, I'm not double downing don't on anything. Don't follow down WWE's path. Don't look, all I'm saying them. is, if the plans are, and now granted, W, look, all I can do is is analyze and look at the information that is given to me presently. I have WWE flat out telling me, unless they don't know what the definition of the word unification is. They are flat out telling me that both of these world championships are going to be unified at WrestleMania 38. I don't give a damn what Dave Meltzer says. I'm going by what WWE is showing me on television. So unless some intern doesn't know what unified means, those titles are being joined into one. That is the definition of a unification. So I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, you're unifying the men's. I'm looking at the best way again. My opinion here to unify the women's because that's what makes sense to me. Hell, and even Seth and KO talked about unifying the tag team titles tonight. So obviously there's something like, in the air going on here. It's, yeah, it's just them talking their heels. That's what they do. It that what you're saying doesn't make any sense. It I gotta I have the perfect booking idea that I think you are going to absolutely love. And then you're going after I lay it out for you. You're going to say, all right. So, so you're, you're literally right. this you're is going to make sense you, from a business uh, no, standpoint. It, no, it doesn't. Because literally what you're saying to me is that WWE is building this WWE championship versus universal championship match as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Sure. And you want them to put on a woman's uh, SmackDown Women's Champion versus Raw Women's Championship matchup on the same night. That will be the second biggest. So you're literally downgrading them. You're literally putting I'm not them. Downgrading with, them. I'm no, you are. You match. are. You don't. You don't realize you are. But you. That's what you're doing because they're not the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Even though this is unifying the two women's titles that you want to be on the same level of the two world championships, it's always going to be the second biggest WrestleMania match of all time because they are billing one match as the biggest. So regardless, it's the second, it's the third, it's the fourth, it's being downgraded. It should it should not even, if you want a unification match, it should not be on the same night as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. 
I'm just talking about logic and speaking wise, promoting wise. You don't do that if you if your idea of this from the beginning, what you've been telling us on Believer Pro Wrestling podcast yeah. for a couple of, a couple of episodes now is to you got to unify it because you know it doesn't make sense. You unify the men, you got to unify the woman. You are automatically downgrading them by not by putting them on the same night as something that they are promoting as this biggest match ever. That's you're not do you're not That's accomplishing WWE's your problem. That's not my you're, problem. But you're not even accomplishing your goal. I'm just telling you about your goal. Your goal that you're saying that you want it to be on the same level. It's not on the same level if it's on the same night as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. We'll get into it. First things first, got to do some housekeeping uh, items here. What is more important than arguing with SB3? It's peace of mind. And that is what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online with all of the threats that you face today on the internet it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the promo code B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month free. It is also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, SB3, let's just go with my money idea here. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Let's just say WWE decides to book a women's world title unification match. The question then becomes, who do you put over, right? Do you put over Ronda Rousey, the baddest woman on the planet, the woman who decimated the entire WWE roster in her one year, save for Becky Lynch? Do you do the, the, the dream match between Becky Lynch and Bianca? As you said, you know, shoot your WrestleMania main event wads in one weekend. I don't agree that you should do that, by the way. I look at this as, as one clear-cut vision here. You have an opportunity. What do we say that this WrestleMania was lacking as we've looked at the card? It's lacking that, that opportunity to make somebody. Now, granted, Bianca Belair has already kind have been made. She won a main event against Sasha Banks last year. But as Bully Ray would say, if you have a chance to make somebody, you make somebody. And the way that I'm booking this is I'm having Bianca Belair beat Charlotte Flair on night two, Sunday, to win the Unified Women's World Championships. That is exactly what I'm doing. I'm having Bianca Belair beat Becky Lynch on night one, close off that storyline. She gets her SummerSlam redemption. And then I'm having her beat Charlotte Flair on night two to become the first woman to pin all four members of the four horsewomen. She immediately gets elevated as the first unified women's world champion. And she immediately gets elevated into that four horsewomen status because she will have beaten them all. She will have won world championships. She will have beaten them all. She's a main event star. You have literally just made her. Oh, and by the way, you can now, after this is over, start building towards Bianca Belair and Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam. Why does Ronda Rousey lose, by the way? Ronda Rousey loses because Becky Lynch costs her the damn match. Because Becky Lynch will lose first on night one, be pissed off, and will not let Ronda Rousey get one over on her on that same night. So you can protect Ronda by having Becky screw her over and start the build to that match at WrestleMania 39. That's the storyline that I would work with. That is the moment that I would try to make. Now it's up to WWE to continue that process afterwards. But one thing WWE is good at is making moments. They don't always follow through on those moments, but they got a chance to make Bianca Belair. That's the opportunity that I'm talking about here, much like they did with Chris Jericho when he beat the Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. No one cares that he cheated to win both of those damn matches. He's just known as the guy who beat the Rock and Stone Cold in the same night, and it made Chris Jericho a household name. You have the exact same opportunity if you go with what I've laid out to do this. She doesn't have to beat Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is still protected. And honestly, Ronda Rousey doesn't need to win a championship at WrestleMania this weekend. She's still a big star. If she gets screwed over, 
might even help get the fans behind her a little bit more. That's what I'm going with. And you're going to laugh in my face. I'm, I'm like it, 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 it honestly it's amazing to me i have to really hand it to you because we've been doing this show for about three almost three months now and Ooh, i was yeah. I, almost three months now tomorrow's march um and i would say that was the most you've ever been wrong in one diatribe of telling me an idea first of all you quoted Bully Ray to start off that, that <laughs> whole rant. And anytime you have to quote Bully Ray, you're already wrong and you're already lost. You already took your L because that's you, like you, the one you, thing you that be, he's ever no, said that holds no, any value. No, no, it doesn't. Nothing Bully Ray says holds value, sir. Um, second, second of all, you want a dirty finish to the main event of night one of WrestleMania. That was like, I was like, I was like. Man, I don't know how much more he could be wrong with the Bianca versus Charlotte on night two. And then, he, and then you put the cherry on top as Becky Lynch cost Ronda Rousey. In yeah. the main event of WrestleMania, the fans are going to leave with Charlotte Flair, the person, the only person they dislike more than Ronda Rousey. That is who they're going to have win because Becky Lynch, a person that they become indifferent with, costs her the match. Like, literally. Like, we don't know how the fans are going to react to Ronda and Charlotte. I 100% know that Becky Lynch interfering to cost Ronda Rousey, the main event of WrestleMania will get booed out the freaking building. And wow, it's almost like Becky is supposed to get booed. That's is no, it? that's that result. It's the booking. That booking is going to get booed. I'm not talking about Becky Lynch. I'm not talking about Charlotte Flay. I'm not talking about Ronda Rousey and booed. I said, I don't know how the, how the fans in Dallas are going to react to Ronda versus Charlotte. I know how they're going to react to Becky Lynch interfering, a dusty finish, a dirty finish to the main event of WrestleMania. I don't even think that co this company is that dumb. I don't think this company is that dumb. Now, if we're living in this hypothetical world, the WWE says, oh, we're going to book a women's world title match because Rick and a couple of fans want us to do that. Um, it's going to be Ronda versus Bianca. And I would have Bianca Belair beat Ronda Rousey, actually, because that puts her over and that makes her a star. I've always been a big fan of Bianca Belair, and I, I love everything she does. I just don't think this company would do that. And if it is Ronda Rousey versus Bianca Belair, Ronda Rousey will probably go over. But if we're living in a hypothetical world, why not go with the result I want? So Bianca Belair beats Ronda Rousey in the greatest woman's main event match and they main event over Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> that actually would not happen. But again, this is we're none of this. None of this is going to happen. No, none of this is happening. We're all living in the world of hypotheticals, and that's what makes this a fun conversation. I'm just saying you have a great opportunity here to set up a bunch of storylines, both in the short term and the long term, and help make Bianca Belair a main event level star, which she already is, but you can elevate her even further into an echelon that only a handful of women are at in this company right now. I just gave you, and you how. Still, but you still also protect you, Ronda Rousey. I, I just gave you how without having a dirty finish to the main event of WrestleMania. That you is would just, rather that Ronda, is, that you is, would rather Ronda lose. Um, you no, would rather Ronda lose than to actually like protect her at all. I rather Ronda lose than put over Bianca Belair for living in a hypothetical land. If Ronda Rousey is going to do a clean job, which she hasn't done yet, it should be to Bianca Belair. It should be to a star who's going to be around for the next. I agree with that. Who's going to be around for the next six to eight years? It shouldn't be in a dirty finish to the main event of WrestleMania. That doesn't make any sense. You were literally the guy that started this whole conversation about this idea of making sense. That doesn't make sense. From a storyline standpoint, it absolutely makes sense. No, no, it doesn't. As far and here's as the thing, as, as it, I would agree with you. you I would you agree with you. Close WrestleMania with a dirty finish. You I would don't. agree with you, Any but you have a whole second happened. night. You have a no, whole second it night. It doesn't. You have matter. eight Any to ten time. matches after that one. Anytime there's been a dirty finish in the main event of WrestleMania, it's been viewed as one of the worst main events of all time. So don't do that. Don't do that. 
there is better ways to get to make beyond if the whole point you literally you always give me your goal or the point of what you're trying to say and then say things that go against your point if the point is to make bianca belair a star then beat ronda rousey beat the mainstream star that espn that all these mainstream news outlets will talk about her being charlotte flair and becky lynch does not none of these places give a crap about that you make bianca belair by having her beat ronda rousey and you please all the fans by not having a dirty finish in the main event of a goddamn wrestlemania <laughs> they wouldn't book babyface versus babyface on night two by the way they, they would not be, they don't know how to I've also said that during the same show they don't know how to book babyface they would not versus, that's the other thing they would never in a million years they would never in a million years book ronda rousey versus bianca belair on night two because Ronda would get booed out of the damn building against Bianca Belair. Of course. They would never do that. They would never do that. But it doesn't matter because none of this is happening anyway. Uh, we have a new United States champion, Finn Balor, beating Damian Priest clean as a sheet on Monday Night Raw. And then Damian Priest went full heel turn. And before he did that, of course, WWE just had to give us the you people never believed in me promo. Like, what the hell is going on? You want to talk about things that don't make sense. Here's what Damian Priest should have said. When they gave me this crap gimmick, y'all turned your back on me. Because that's exactly what actually happened. Let's not act like this is Damian Priest's or the fans' fault. It's not. It is all WWE taking away the cool and everything that made Damian Priest Damian Priest and just letting this man be who he is, which is an absolute stud and a star and a really just cool human being that people want to be around, that people love, and then gave him some crazy eyes bullshit gimmick. And then you have him come out and cut the you people did this to me promo. That aside, SP3, I was worried when he lost. Initially, I was worried. Then he grabbed the microphone. Then he beat the hell out of Damian Priest. And that worry went away because hopefully this means that they're going to, they've, they've realized the error of their ways and they're going to try and do what they always do when they fuck up a baby face is heat him up with a heel turn and get him back with the crowd that way. So hopefully they have some long-term plans here with Damian Priest still. And much like you said, because you called all of this to a T, it looks like we're heading toward a rematch at WrestleMania. Yes, because WWE doesn't know how to book baby faces, ladies and gentlemen. That, that's kind of, I have a I have a couple of catchphrases on this show, and that's one of them. So I knew that they failed at, at pushing Damian Priest. I would have loved for him to say, when I when I started embracing my Damian side, you people turned against me. Because that would have been, in a way, true. That would have been, in a way, true than what he said. Because I was like, what the hell are you talking about? When you were cool, everyone loves you. When yeah. you were doing all of this... And live forever. I was like, yo, his entrance was even cooler before nope. he started all this Damien and nope. free stuff. Like, get out of here. I was more worried when he picked up the mic than I was after he lost the U.S. title. I was like, he lost the U.S. title. All right, he's fine. They'll shake hands and have a rematch at WrestleMania. Or he's about to turn heel. And he turned heel. I was like, please don't talk again, though. Just attack people. Just attack Finn Balor on our way to WrestleMania. But I like this. Uh, they had a good preview for what can potentially be at WrestleMania. You have two nights. You can give these guys like 12, 13 minutes. Let them have a nice little uh, fun little match on the mid card. So I'm happy with this change and I'm happy with Priest going. Here's the thing. It would have made sense for Priest to just lose his shit at the end of the match and beat up Finn Balor, right? Like, isn't that what you have been telling us? for the last several months is that this guy just loses his temper and can't control his actions. Here's the hoop. Here's the ball. You had it right there. You set up this story for months and you decide to clang it off the back iron and give us a you people promo. What are we doing? What are we doing? But the end result here is that Damian Priest is a heel. Finn Balor gets a big win. 
He gets a, a, another championship, which was great because they were literally doing nothing with him after his Universal Championship. So this is kind of like a consolation for him. He's going to head into WrestleMania as a champion. I don't know if he'll retain it, but it's nice that they're doing something with him. He's going to have a, a, a semi-marquee match at WrestleMania. He's going to be a champion going in there. And yeah, he and Priest, and if they decide to add somebody else into that match like a Tommaso Ciampa, I don't think that's actually going to happen. I just wanted to bring up Tommaso Ciampa because they changed his damn music. Why? Why do you do this? And then they had to go on social media and troll all of us by saying, give us your gif reaction to this hot new track that Tommaso Ciampa is freaking sporting. It ain't hot. It's generic rock cut number seven. Why? First Sami Zayn and now Tommaso Ciampa. I hate you people for doing this. Now I'm cutting a you people promo. Anywho, but you could have, you could have Tommaso Ciampa. This <laughs> <match>. <laughs> Who knows? I've lost it. I've gone. I've completely gone off the rails on this. Oh, nice to see Ciampa get a win over Robert Roode with a roll-up and then get his ass kicked. So he still new, hasn't done his finisher in two weeks. So, so new generic play. music, roll-up win, got his ass kicked. And he's, he's uh, he's uh, what was his name? Manifesto from uh, Peacemaker. He's Diebeard. Yeah. <laughs> he's Diebeard. Hey, Diebeard. Didn't I say <laughs> this last week when he was on there that I was, I mean, we talked about this last week. We said, you know, what is Tommaso Ciampa's ceiling on the main roster if he goes there? And I said, look, I could see a future where they start doing the tweaking. They tweak his 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 gear, his gimmick, his his promos. They made him cut a really generic ass stupid mother trucking promo before he went out there too. And I said, they'll probably change his music. And a week later, they changed his music. Number three, moving on here in the five count. Really good opener to the show. I thought uh, I thought the actual opening to the show, they were really trying to get Chad Gable to jump the shark with the thank yous and the shishes. And, like, they were, man, it's on a shirt now. This is WWE. It's on a shirt now, so we got to beat you over the freaking head. Like, these are Chad Gable's catchphrases. You love it so hard. You love it so damn much. We're going to do it 30 times in one promo segment and make you freaking hate it, but buy our shirt. That's what WWE decided to do with that opening promo. But anyway, the match was good. The match was good. Kevin Owens, little cowboy hat. He's continuing his fight against Texas. And I'm sitting here, and I'm still waiting. Still waiting for Stone Cold Steve Austin to show up because it's clear as day that this match is happening. And I loved the little Easter egg that Kevin Owens dropped at the end of this match. He does the little double bird flip uh, to, to Chad Gable, gives him the stunner. Love this double team finish with Seth Rollins where the stunner leads into the stomp. It's so fluid. It's so great. I absolutely love it. Dropping hints left and right. But I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, we're about mm, four weeks out now. And my thought process is if you're bringing Stone Cold Steve Austin in, it's to promote the fact that Stone Cold Steve Austin is in a match. So how much longer can you wait before it kind of defeats the purpose of bringing him in? Because you're bringing him in to help sell tickets. So number three on the five count. Do you think next week with the being the big tag team title match, that that's the week that Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up to set up this match with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania 38? No. Because if WWE is wise, they're going to promote that a week out. They're going to promote Stone Cold just showing up on the show. He doesn't have to, you don't even have to say what he's showing up for. He, they, they, You need to promote that the first week so you can see if Austin is going to have a significant impact on your ratings. So I would do it maybe the, the following week, who I think should show up next week or needs to show up next week is Cody Rhodes. I think Cody Rhodes needs to show up but i think with kevin owens and seth rollins the story with them is going to be the loss in the raw tag team titles matchup basically leaving them out in the cold on wrestlemania and then the following week is going to be all about them finally setting up what they're doing at wrestlemania 
See what, what I look at and what I would love to see. And I actually had to give uh, credit to Jeremy Bennett for, for bringing this up on Twitter to me, our, our SK colleague. He talked about in the middle of the match, all of a sudden that glass shatters and here comes down stone cold down in the ring. And maybe he just clears, you know, just clears house. I would love it. If it looks like Seth and, and KO are about to win the glass shatters, the crowd goes nuts. Maybe the referee's down. You've seen this before. You watched the attitude era in the nineties. It's almost like the Mick Foley match all over again. Here comes stone cold crowd loses their damn mind. Biggest pop of the night. He just starts flipping birds and flipping stunners. He throws Chad Gable on top. Gable gets the one, two, three over Kevin Owens. And that's it. That's how they lose. And you could still do that downward spiral thing. But with Seth Rollins, right? With Seth Rollins, how, what, what's his avenue to get to WrestleMania? You can still do that storyline with him leading up into it because Stone Cold's the guy who's going to help you sell tickets more off, more than Cody Rhodes, in my opinion. But that doesn't make any sense. Why is Stone Cold interfering in the matchup? Why is Stone Cold attacking Kevin Owens? Yes, he's talked trash about Texas, but he hasn't done anything to Stone Cold. Stone Cold is not the defender of Texas who has a history of anytime someone says anything bad about Texas, he attacks them. You haven't gave them a why. That's why I'm saying you need to set up, you need to promote it a week out that Stone Cold's going to be on the show, and then Kevin Owens has a catalyst, has a physical embodiment of texas to direct all his his vile on texas too so you need the promo segment to set up the match so austin has a reason to do anything to kevin owens you haven't gave him a reason yet that just seems like you people that you and jeremy want to just turn on the wwe network and watch mankind versus the rock from <laughs> from from january 4th 1999 and see stone cold come out hit rock with the chair just watch that we don't need it to be done in 2022 especially if it's for no reason there's no reason for austin to do that look i'm not sitting here and saying that the the build-up to this match is anything that's that's special like i i don't know why kevin owens is just going on this diatribe about the state of texas anyway i'm not saying that the build-up to this has been anything spectacular it's been funny it's been funny it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but I'm not I'm not criticizing the buildup. I'm just saying I'm just saying that idea doesn't make sense because you they haven't given Austin a reason to attack Owens yet. I'm saying you need the setup for to give Austin I'm gonna announce him for the show next week. Get him there. I understand it's the best of both worlds, right? He can he can still show up, he'll still pop a rating, and you can announce the match ahead of time. Just go ahead and announce that he's gonna be on Raw for some reason. Put it on the bump. He'll be in what? Where? Where is it next week? I, I I looked it up and I already forgot. I think it's in Cleveland, maybe next week. Um, just just announce him for the show on the bump on Wednesday. He can show up, and it's the best of both worlds. KO can flip him the bird backstage, and then Austin can interfere in the match at the end. That just seems mad random, and just, <laughs> like you just made that up in your head. And this is why we get crap on Monday Night Raw a lot of times because that's <laughs> probably how creative figures out their ideas. Look, I'm just saying they need to, I wouldn't wait until a week out because you I, and I'm not waiting until a week out. I'm saying next week you announce Austin is going to be on the week following so you pop a big rating and then you give us a segment where Austin has a reason to fight Kevin Owens to attack him. You don't just randomly, oh, let's pop the nostalgia fans and have Austin just run out and give a stunner to everybody. Oh, it'll be so cool. All the attitude fans will be like, oh, man, it's Austin doing it again. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> like, he had a reason to attack The Rock. He had a reason to help the WWF and against the invasion. He was he was trying to give a red heron and team up with the invasion on Sunday. That didn't make a whole bunch of sense. But <laughs> this, they, he had more of a reason to attack those invasion members than to attack Kevin Owens next week. I say that next week, it's not necessary for Austin to come back. You still have four episodes of Raw. You'll have three more after next week but for sure the week following you have to get austin on the show i think the point of no return is not it is what you're saying it's the week after next yeah like at that point why bother putting him on the show because he's he's there to sell tickets and you are struggling to sell tickets right now i believe i saw wrestling inc say that both nights are right now currently over forty five let let's just say they they seat 70 percent 
because of production and stage and whatnot. Oh, okay. You, you still have, let me do my math here. You still have 25,000 seats each night that you need to sell between now and WrestleMania. Well, I'm saying I, I, I would maybe find a way to get him on the show next week, whether you announce it ahead of time or not at the very least the week after next, after that, you're reaching a point of it's there's no point to bringing him in other than to well, please the people in Texas. In, in wrestling, as of late, you don't sell the pay-per-view until the last two weeks. Like, we've seen that with AEW, and we've seen that of late with WWE with a lot of the stuff that they do and, you know, brought up one of them with AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar. They did that, like, a week and a half before the match happened. This is what they do. They know that they don't sell their pay-per-view three, four, five weeks ahead of time. They sell it in those last two weeks. So that's what I'm saying. The The three weeks out, yeah, you could even you could even say the announcement that Austin is going to be on the second to last the Raw before WrestleMania for that week. We just need some type of announcement that Austin is coming by that by the week after next. You know what? Announce him as the damn host of WrestleMania. Like, have that be the herring. Announce that the Texas Rattlesnake is going to be hosting WrestleMania 38 in Texas. That doesn't that doesn't sell tickets like an Austin match. That's why I say no, 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 need, no, 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 have that be what gets him on WWE programming ahead of WrestleMania and then set up the match afterward. That would, ha- that would set up the angle but then, with no one's, but that doesn't He's got to have a reason this. to be on raw or SmackDown or whatever. No, he be. doesn't. No, he doesn't. You just guess next week. Be like, well guys, we have breaking news. Stone cold, Steve Austin, the Texas Rose. They will be here next week on Monday night. Raw. He's visiting us. The legend is going to be here on the road to WrestleMania. We don't know what he's going to say, but he will be here next week. Tune in. Yeah. See, I just sold it. I just, without, I didn't say anything. I literally didn't tell you anything of what Austin was going to do, but that's how they would sell it. You know that's how they would sell They don't need to announce him as the WrestleMania host because by saying he's going to be the WrestleMania host and then doing a match instead, that means you just bait and switch, switch does. That's once again, I wouldn't advise on dirty finishes in the main event of WrestleMania or bait and switching hosts just because you don't, you don't want to do the hard sell like I just did and I came up with that just in like 10 seconds I still think WWE needs to hire us both I think we both have equally valid and good ideas uh, tons of people SP3 take multivitamins but it's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to start your day off right their special blend of ingredients supports gut health your nervous system your immune system energy recovery focus and aging it's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets there's only one gram of sugar no chemicals or artificial anything reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it is just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it one scoop cup of water down it you're good to go to make it even easier athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe that is b-l-e-a-v again athleticgreens.com slash believe these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease athletic greens take ownership of your Health number four. There was a report that came out by Pro Wrestling Insider. I'm forgetting my sources, PWI but uh, Pro, yeah, PWI. Uh, that says, believe it or not, when you look at the landscape of SmackDown, their top baby face is Drew McIntyre, who will be probably fighting Happy Corbin at WrestleMania because that's a WrestleMania caliber match. Yeah, apparently. And their number two singles babyface right now because they consider the New Day and Shinsuke Nakamura in tag teams is Ricochet. And that is why Ricochet is getting this Intercontinental Championship match on Friday is that it seems like Vince McMahon is finally ready to push Ricochet again. Now, this is a guy who was pushed pretty decently upon his call up and then was pretty much immediately dropped and has been struggling to get any kind of regular footing uh, ever since. So I will ask you SP three. We know he's 
not exactly a five-tool player. And I say that with all the respect in the world because inside the ring, this man is phenomenal. Do you believe that he has all the tools necessary to succeed as one of SmackDown's top baby faces? Yes. And that's based on basically what else does SmackDown have outside of Drew McIntyre and Ricochet? Like, Ricochet is the only one that has potential, and they haven't really beaten all the potential out of him just yet. He hasn't been on the main roster for that long for them to have beaten him to the point that fans will never view him as a top guy or in the main event scene at all. He's kind of one of those underrated guy. He's filling in that hole for Cesaro in that guy that you could put into the main event, but you don't necessarily see him winning the top prize, but he can, he could play that role or you could put him in different roles. He's a great worker in the ring. He's actually not that bad of a talker. I feel like he's actually underrated as a talker. He's a lot better than what he was years ago when he couldn't talk and he had to stay behind a mask and Conan had to talk for him for Lucha Underground. It's totally different now. He can actually talk for himself. He's a, he's one of the, best high flyers of the past decade and this is a once in a lifetime type of talent that they have that they haven't really been utilizing so they've been keeping him off and now they've recently brought him on tv he has back-to-back victories over Sheamus and Ridge Holland he's got a shot at the Intercontinental Championship this is an opportunity to make someone in that in that spot and keep them there hopefully WWE follows through though yeah uh all I will say is Whatever they have done with Ricochet, as far as his promo work in the past, they need to do the exact opposite here. Uh, I understand that they, that I agree with you. He's really only getting this opportunity, I believe anyway, due to lack of options over on SmackDown, but it is still a huge opportunity. And I do believe that he is a talent that could succeed if they just let this man be himself. I think if he is comfortable with what, Ever message that he's trying to get out, whatever verbiage he's trying to use, I don't think he's he's one of these guys that I don't think he does well with the with what WWE gives him, or vice versa, whatever it is. If they're writing for him and he's screwing it up, let him ad lib, let him be himself. If he's been trying to be himself and it's not coming off great, write for him. Whatever it was that you guys were doing in the past when he was feuding with AJ Styles for the United States Championship, and I'm not saying he was awful then, but it wasn't exactly compelling, great stuff then. Do the opposite. Give him every tool he needs to succeed. And if he's more comfortable just being himself, let him be himself. Try to get over with the audience that way. And then just go out and do really cool shit in the ring and put on these great matches. And the crowd will fall in love with this guy just like they did with him in NXT. I think he's got all the tools to be there. Is he the best guy on the mic? No. Will he get better? Yeah. He just needs reps. He just needs reps and storylines. I'm really happy that he's getting this opportunity, and I do believe that he will succeed uh, this time around as long as WWE doesn't screw it up. And last but not least, real quick here before we wrap up, because we're already uh, 58 minutes into this half-hour podcast. (sighs) man, We finally saw T-Bar last night. All about eight seconds. I mean, there is doing a job, and then there is selling a shoulder tackle into the barricade like it killed you, kind of doing the job. They sold Omos as this big seven foot three monster that beat, that squashed a six foot nine, 237 pound guy. Like they put Dijakovic out there. Yes, his name is Dominic Dijakovic. They put him out there to basically be the bug on a windshield that is Omos for the sake of building up Omos and putting him over. And even though he hasn't been on the show in like three weeks, what's the end game here? What, what, what are we building Omos toward? Do we think that he's going to be challenging Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar for the universal or WWE or whatever the hell championship they're going to call it by the end of the year or even next year? Do we think that this guy is going to be ready for that? Omos will be the man will be he will be a united states champion he will hold singles gold by the end of 2022 i don't know if it's a wwe championship quite yet but he will hold singles gold and they're building him as the new monster giant of their company they've had the big show 
They've had The Undertaker. They've had Kane. They had Braun Strowman. He's gone now, so they gotta yeah. have someone to fill that void, and that someone is Omos. Yes, he is just the Black Freak Ali, but it's Black History Month, <laughs> so I still is. So I am staying behind uh, Omos. It's March first now, as of this recording. Damn, twelve. It's twelve fourteen in the morning. <laughs> we should I have. Missed, uh... I missed out on my opportunity. To stand by Omas, but I don't care if it's March. I'm still standing by him. He's he's green. It take they need to give him time. But I, yeah, I think we think they are building him as like the new giant monster. I just feel bad for T Bar. That's a guy that you could really invest in, and he could be at so much more. I'm not saying like he's a future world champion if you booked him right. Maybe he could be, but that's a guy who could really really help out secondary feuds and put on some great matches if you give him an opportunity to and man taking a back elbow and acting like it murdered you and then missing a clothesline and taking the the tree slam or whatever the hell they call it and at least he didn't put his foot on him like that's the only thing i could say at least omos actually respected the man enough to lay down and cover him and actually get off of his feet. <sighs> I think they're pushing the wrong guy. I would push Dominic Dijakovic before I push Omos, but that's just me. That's just me. A lot of good, fun, clean spirited debate today. I lost my mind a little bit, but you know what? I've actually been told people like it when I lose my mind. So maybe I'll just let it fly from here on out. On the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the show that has been brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.